Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break. But please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive with Confidence workshop series and, of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my wait list for a one-on-one consult. And I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited though, and links to all of those resources are in the show notes. In this episode, we're talking about why the length of your luteal phase matters. I'm Rachel and I'm obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist and natural fertility educator and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition and menstrual cycle health, we'll dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly Googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. Hey, Rachel here with an exclusive invitation just for my podcast listeners. Desperate to ditch the pill, but the fear of getting pregnant leaves you in a cold sweat? Or maybe you want to halve the time it actually takes to get pregnant. You've tried all the apps, you're going through ovulation testing kits faster than you'd like to admit, and you have no idea if any of it is even worthwhile. If this sounds like you, I see you and I have just what you need. I am giving you access to my free fertility masterclass where I'll teach you exactly how to chart your menstrual cycle and identify your body's natural fertile signs so that you can achieve or avoid pregnancy naturally and without the stress. You'll learn the biggest fertility mistakes most women don't even know they're making, how to identify when you're fertile and pinpoint ovulation day without apps, testing strips or complicated charting systems, all in under five minutes a day. I'll even spill the beans on the one thing you need to get pregnant quickly and naturally or to use a natural method of birth control that is equally as effective as the pill. Even better, I will hand over exclusive access to my signature four-part fertility framework. Want in? Of course you do. To save your spot for this free training, head on over to fertilityco.com.au forward slash masterclass. See you there. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 41 of the Fertility Co podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and today we are talking all things luteal phase and why the length of this phase matters. Want to know what matters more than size? Length of your luteal phase, that is. Those couple of weeks in the lead up to your next period are too often given a really bad rap. So this is when a lot of women experience those fun PMS symptoms. And if you're trying to conceive, it is the two week wait from hell. 
But did you know that it's actually the luteal phase that gives you the most valuable information about your fertility, about your cycle, your overall health, and if you know what you're looking for, it will help you to predict your period down to the day and it will likely be your first sneaky peek into pregnancy. Now, If this is all still very new to you and you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say the luteal phase, or maybe you just want a refresher, then make sure you have a listen to the Menstrual Cycle Masterclass series. So that's podcast episodes 12 to 15, and they are by far the most downloaded episodes of the entire podcast. So make sure you pay special attention to the episode all about the luteal phase. That's episode 15. In those episodes, I break down each individual phase of the menstrual cycle, the hormones involved, and what's actually happening in your body. So make sure you give that a listen if you're not feeling all over it quite yet, because I'm not going to be going into the basics in this episode. If you're ready to take the next steps and get started with charting your menstrual cycle, then don't forget you can grab your free fertility roadmap as well as saving a spot for my free fertility masterclass. So all the links that you need to access those freebies are in the show notes for this episode, or you can head over to fertilityco.com.au forward slash 41. Now, I'm not going to repeat myself too much in this episode, but I will give you a quick refresher of what the luteal phase is all about. Okay. So after ovulation, we enter the final phase of our menstrual cycle, which is also the longest, and it usually lasts anywhere from 10 to 17 days. This is your luteal phase, and it's the non-fertile phase after ovulation, and it continues until menstruation begins again. We are not fertile in the luteal phase because the mucus plug that has reformed at the cervix, forming that physical barrier once again, and that happens after ovulation and our fertile window. So the sensation around our vulva will either be dry or a little bit moist, but definitely not that obvious wet and lubricative sensation that we observed during our fertile window around ovulation. A day or two before our next period, we might notice that wet sensation again as the mucus plug at the cervix breaks down and our cervix opens again ready for our next period. Now, remember the changes that occur throughout our menstrual cycle are caused by fluctuations in our key sex hormones, so estrogen and progesterone. Estrogen peaks just before ovulation and triggers release of the egg from the ovary. And then after ovulation, estrogen levels will decline and progesterone, the pregnancy hormone, starts to rise. Now, this happens because the corpus luteum, which is the remains of the follicle from which the egg was released during ovulation, this produces progesterone and that's to maintain a potential pregnancy. If the egg isn't fertilized, the corpus luteum will break down, which means that progesterone levels will drop. And this drop triggers breakdown of the endometrium, the uterine lining, and it's flushed out of the body as your next period, along with that unfertilized egg. And this process is what happens during the luteal phase. So initially it's the body preparing for a potential pregnancy, and then it's the body realizing it's not pregnant and preparing for the next period. So we begin this phase with estrogen at our peak, and then it drops and progesterone rises. Then this phase ends with our next period, when progesterone levels then drop quite suddenly too, if the body realizes that it's not pregnant. So we move from one hormonal extreme to the other, and this is what can potentially cause those PMS symptoms that so many women experience. And a lot of the cause is due to hormonal imbalance, particularly estrogen dominance, which means that your estrogen levels are high relative to your progesterone levels. 
We know progesterone is really important in the second half of the menstrual cycle during the luteal phase because its levels surge after ovulation to prepare our bodies for pregnancy. If we're pregnant, progesterone levels will remain high to maintain that pregnancy, which means on the flip side, if progesterone levels are too low, the fertilized egg may not implant into the lining of the uterus. It may implant, but then it might detach or you may experience a miscarriage in those really early weeks of pregnancy, potentially before you even realize that you're pregnant. So we need progesterone levels to be high for these reasons. So how do we know if our progesterone levels are lower than ideal? Generally, we have a shorter than typical luteal phase. So like I've said, the luteal phase begins the day after ovulation until the day before your next period. Now, it usually lasts between 10 to 17 days and its duration doesn't actually change much between cycles. So even though people write this phase off because ovulation has been and gone, this is the phase that gives you the most valuable information about what's going on in your menstrual cycle. And this knowledge is super helpful because this means that once you've charted your cycle for a couple of months, you will be able to determine the length of your luteal phase because it doesn't change much from one month to the next, maybe by a day or two. But even if your cycle is insanely irregular and unpredictable, once you've ovulated, it's actually extremely predictable and regular, which means when you confirm ovulation, you can then work out the day that your next period will arrive. And no matter what season of life you're in, no matter what your current reproductive goals are, this is super helpful, helpful information to have at your fingertips. So if your luteal phase is shorter than expected, less than about 10 days, it's a likely sign that your progesterone is too low. And this could be for a whole heap of reasons that I might have to record a whole other episode about at some point. Um, You may not have any other symptoms, but if you're charting and you notice that your luteal phase is on that shorter side, especially if you're trying to conceive, then this is something that you will want to address. Because if your progesterone levels are too low, If your luteal phase is too short, then ultimately your body doesn't have time to do everything that it needs to do effectively for a pregnancy to actually occur. So your egg may have been fertilized, but it's still making its way down to the endometrium for implantation. And the body's already decided that you're not pregnant. So it's preparing to shed the lining as your next period when the fertilized egg is still madly trying to swim. So like I said before, it may detach, it may implant and detach, I should say, or it may lead to a miscarriage. And this is something that is really common, especially if you're coming off the pill and you're seeing that you've got a really short luteal phase. So don't panic if this is you. It will most likely resolve itself if you've recently come off hormonal birth control over the next couple of cycles. And if it doesn't resolve itself, then potentially there's another underlying issue going on. So this is something that you can absolutely address with some simple lifestyle changes. Nutrition is a huge one and so is stress. Looking at those factors that could potentially be causing an estrogen dominance is a major part of the process because rather than boosting our progesterone levels to match excess estrogen, we want to tone down estrogen so it's no longer dominating. And if you want to learn more about this, then have a listen to episode 24, Household Items That May Be Affecting Your Fertility, because there are some really common things out there that we interact with in our everyday lives that could potentially be wreaking havoc on your hormones. And these are really simple tweaks that we can make that can have an enormous difference on our hormonal balance. Now, what about a longer than expected luteal phase, a luteal phase longer than that 10 to 17 day window? Is that, is that possible? And what does it mean? 
Well, this is highly unlikely because we don't typically have excessive progesterone in our bodies, unless we're pregnant. So a luteal phase longer than your typical length could be a really likely indicator that you're pregnant. In fact, my best recommendation for the very first sign of pregnancy is a luteal phase at least two days longer than the longest ever luteal phase you have ever charted. For example, my luteal phase is usually about 12 days long. On the cycle that I conceived, once I got to about 14 to 15 days, I knew it was probably time to take a pregnancy test because even though, like I've said in previous episodes, it was a really wonky cycle, I knew based on the length of my luteal phase, the number of days since I'd ovulated, I knew that my period was officially late. So for those who don't know this story, I usually ovulate around day 12. So my cycle is on the shorter side of about 24 to 26 days. Conception month involved some hardcore gluten exposure, which actually caused my body to attempt ovulation more than once for the first time I've ever experienced since charting my cycle. And I didn't actually ovulate until day 19 of my cycle. So if I hadn't have been charting, I would have thought that I was pregnant by day 24, 26, because that was how long my average cycle length was. But really by that stage, my luteal phase was only four or five days long, which is obviously far too early to get a pregnancy test, a positive pregnancy test result. So I knew not to get my hopes up until about day 31, because even though I'd never had a cycle that long before, I'd never hit day 31 of a cycle, this was the typical length of my luteal phase. Does that make sense? That's the phase that doesn't change in length, no matter how wonky your cycle is. So the length of your luteal phase matters when you're trying to conceive because it tells you when to take a pregnancy test. So I'm a little bit skeptical of those early tests that claim to give you a result five days before your period, because when you read the fine print, there's very little guarantee there. But I think for a lot of women, pregnancy hormones just aren't high enough yet. And it creates a lot of false hope and false and disappointment too. But if you know your cycle and your luteal phase well, you will be more confident knowing that you're testing at the right time of your cycle. So what if you're not trying to conceive? What is the advantage of knowing the length of your luteal phase? Well, just like I said, It's all about knowing when your period is due, whether your goal is conception or contraception. For me personally, a huge draw card of being on the pill and my reason for staying on it way longer than I even really wanted to was the predictability of my cycle. So I liked knowing that my period would arrive at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday once I started taking my week of sugar pills. But in hindsight, this is freakishly clinical and not at all representative of a normal menstrual cycle that ebbs and flows and is really influenced by your life and lifestyle factors. So discovering that there was still a way to predict my next period absolutely got me over the line of ditching hormonal contraceptives and going all in on charting. And as soon as I got the hang of charting and learning the patterns of my unique cycle, it was as simple as confirming ovulation and then counting ahead to my predicted period date. And it was a game changer for me. So like I said before, if you have an irregular cycle, it's the first half of your cycle that's irregular, the follicular phase. This is the phase before ovulation and it's affected by lifestyle factors and it can change from one month to the next. So for me, that was when I was exposed to gluten. And so that's what made my follicular phase longer than normal because my body attempted ovulation multiple times before it was successful. The luteal phase, on the other hand, it's consistent, it's regular, and it's predictable. So if you know your luteal phase is about 11 or 12 days long, for example, give or take a day or two, 
Then after confirming ovulation, you simply count ahead to that day 11 or 12 mark. You mark it on your chart, your calendar, and you never get caught out again. So it is really a game changer in being prepared when you're working with a natural menstrual cycle as opposed to one that's being controlled by hormones. And so it's the length of the luteal phase in particular that matters above all else. I always encourage the women that I work with to make a specific note, just not about the length of their entire cycle, but specifically the length of their luteal phase on every single chart. So it tells you so much more about your hormone balance. It starts, it means that if you start to notice that it's getting shorter month by month, or it's suddenly shorter, or if you're getting started with charting, especially coming off hormonal contraceptives and noticing that it's on the shorter side, less than that typical 10 to 17 days, then this is likely the first indication you're going to get that your sex hormones may be unbalanced. Now, we've also talked about why the length of this phase may be shorter than expected, as well as why it may be a little bit longer. Hint, you may be pregnant. And this is information that you can't accurately get if you're just working from the entire length of your cycle, especially if it's irregular. So many women think that charting won't work for them because their cycles are unpredictable. For example, one cycle is 40 days, the next is 60, the next is 45. Let me tell you that when I sit down with them and go over their charts, it's the first half, the follicular phase that is all over the place. The luteal phase, on the other hand, is wonderfully consistent and regular, which blows their minds a little bit, which is pretty cool. And it eases the stress too of charting and trying to conceive. And that's that's something that's really special for these women. If you want to know when your period is coming, learn to understand your luteal phase. No matter if you're wanting birth control or you're on your own conception journey, this knowledge is game-changing, it's life-changing, and it will help you to make sense of even the most irregular and unpredictable of cycles. That is it for this episode. As always, if you learned something new or found today's episode helpful, I would love to hear from you. As I said, this is a question that comes up all the time. So it's something that I really did want to talk about because irregular and unpredictable cycles drive us crazy, but there is a way to make sense of them, which I think is really important to understand. So send me an Instagram DM, let me know what you learned and found helpful in this episode. And also let me know what you want me to talk about in future episodes. So like I always say, this podcast is for you. And so I want to talk about the things that are the most important to you and that you want to know more about. You can get today's show notes with everything that I talked about in this episode, as well as links to all the freebies and other related episodes at fertilityco.com.au forward slash 41. Don't forget, you can also download your free fertility roadmap, which also includes that basic cycle tracker to help you get started with your charting journey. And that's over on the blog too. Now, I'd love to have you join me in the fertility masterclass too, where I'm sharing the biggest mistakes that most women make when it comes to charting and their fertility. And I will break down exactly how to know when you're fertile during your cycle and pinpoint ovulation down to the day, which means it's a little bit easier to identify your luteal phase and work out the length of your phase too. I will see you in next week's episode. Bye for now. And don't forget that knowledge is power. When you truly understand your body, you are empowered to make informed decisions and take control of your health. Until next time. Thank you.
If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Fertility Co podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Fertility Co, slide on into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit fertilityco.com.au forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time. Let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone. Wear the TempDrop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you. TempDrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where TempDrop steps in to provide clear, science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love, and I love my TempDrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AFFertilityCo or head to fertilityco.com.au forward slash TempDrop for more information.